Hey, it's Jenny. We're currently gearing up for a brand new season of Womanica. Until then, we're bringing you our favorite episodes featuring villains, troublemakers, magic, and mystery in honor of October. Now, on to the episode. Before we get started, just a warning that this episode contains some mentions of violence. Hello! From Wonder Media Network, I'm Edie Allard, Managing Producer, and I'm so excited to be introducing this best-of episode of Womanica. This episode was originally part of our October 2021 theme, Troublemakers. Our Womanican today was a queen known for her ruthless 33-year reign in Madagascar. She's often portrayed as both a bloodthirsty dictator and an anti-imperialist leader. Before hearing this episode for the first time, I knew almost nothing about the history of Madagascar, so I was really excited to learn. I'm also always keen to tune in to episodes of Womanica where we cover women that have complicated narratives. Ultimately, even murderous dictators are part of our world's history. So, here's host Jenny Kaplan to talk about Rana Valona I. Our subject was born Ramavo in 1792. For the first three and a half decades of her life, that's how she was known. Then when she was 36, Ramavo's husband, King Radama I, took his own life in a fit of delirium. The cause of this delirium remains a mystery. It may have been caused by malaria, blackwater fever, and or excessive alcohol consumption. Regardless, six days after her husband's death, Ramavo ordered all of his relatives either strangled or starved to death and declared herself queen. Ramavo then took on the royal name, Ranavalona, and began her long reign on the Malagasy people. Becoming queen presented early challenges. Before European influence, the Malagasy people had been a matrilineal society. But prior to Ranavalona's ascension to the throne, the royal family adopted a rule of patrilineal succession. Rana Valona declared herself to be a man in order to safeguard her rule. This prevented her from remarrying. Still, she was allowed lovers, and any children she bore were considered descendants of her dead husband. Rana Valona's rule was profoundly different from her late husband's. Unlike Ramada I, Rana Valona did not have a friendly attitude towards Europeans. She threw out the Anglo-Malagasy Treaty of Friendship signed by her husband. She also forbade building roads so that no invading European army could have a straight shot to her kingdom. Royal policies were often dictated by divination boards known as Sikidi. Rana Valona also reinstated slavery as a social and economic institution. It had previously been abolished. At the age of 37, Rana Valona gave birth to her only child, Rakoto. The child's father was one of Rana Valona's generals. The father was assassinated a year later by the queen's newest lover, Rani Haro. Two years later, by chance, a Frenchman named Jean Laborde washed up on the beach. He was treasure diving on the coast of Mozambique when his ship got caught in a storm. When he landed in Madagascar, he automatically became the property of the crown. He was taken to the queen and ended up signing a contract to manufacture rifles and cannons for Rana Valona. This began an industrial revolution on the island. 
Jean and the Queen employed 10,000 Malagasy people to manufacture everything from soap to guns. At the age of 43, Rana Valona became very ill. Fearing she may die, the Queen prayed dutifully to her ancestors to help her heal. When she recovered, Rana Valona attributed her health to Malagasy spirituality. She was inspired to safeguard her cultural beliefs, so she made all missionaries stop baptisms. Then, in 1835, all missionaries were expelled from Madagascar, and all missionary schools were closed. A year later, the Queen ordered the capture and execution of every Christian on the island. Whether you were Malagasy, European, or the highest-ranking court member, everyone was subject to the Queen's trials. Her punishments were torturous, spanning from poison to enslavement to dismemberment. A decade after missionaries were expelled, Rana Valona banned all Europeans from trading in Madagascar. Anyone who disagreed with the decree had to leave within two weeks of the order. As the queen got older, she grew more outrageous with her power. She was responsible for 50% of deaths on the island. Those who survived were burdened by the fact that she also mismanaged the economy. By the early 1850s, Rana Valona's son, Prince Rakoto, had become a young man. Because of his relationship with Jean Laborde, he was sympathetic to Europeans. In January of 1854, the prince dispatched a secret letter to Napoleon III, asking him to bring the French army to Madagascar to replace his mother's advisors. He never got a response. But three years later, Rana Valona found out about her son's plot and expelled all remaining Europeans from Madagascar after confiscating their possessions. During Rana Valona's reign, the island was gripped with paranoia and terror. She ruled with an iron fist. In 1861, she died at the age of 69. She had earned the nickname Rana Valona the Cruel. All month, we're bringing you the best of villainy, magic, and mystery. Tune in tomorrow for another of our favorite episodes. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.